Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> Mets will be in Atlanta tomorrow, which is always fun-filled and festive. Whenever they lock horns with the Braves, it'll be the first trip down to Atlanta since that god-awful series to close out the season last year where they got swept, which ultimately cost them the National League East. So they will see uh, how their fortunes fare going back down to Atlanta. And I'll tell you, you know, the Braves, Braves are having a good season. They're not firing on all cylinders just yet. Remember, they're doing this without two of their starting pitchers, too. Max Freed, Kyle Wright, both on the injured list right now. But I was watching the end of the Braves game yesterday in Arizona. And the Diamondbacks have had a very, very good season as well. Diamondbacks have probably been the surprise team in all of uh, the National League. Diamondbacks looking for the series victory. Got a 5-4 lead going to the ninth inning. Three outs away from taking it. They give the ball to our old buddy Miguel Castro. Remember him? Met. Then they traded him to the Yankees. Now he's out in Arizona to close the game and to get three outs. Loads the bases in true Miguel Castro form. And then Eddie Rosario, who already had two home runs in the weekend series for the Braves, unloads on a grand slam home run to give the Braves the lead, give them the victory, give them the series win, and they come back home now 11 games over 500. And and that's really like the saving grace for the Mets when you look at how uninspiring they've been this year is that they're only, right, when you look at the standings, they're only six games back in the loss column of the Braves. It's not like they've buried themselves yet. Because the Braves really have not caught fire yet. And, and, and as I, I, I said a couple of times here, it was this time last year where the Atlanta Braves got going. Right? June 1st, they were in Arizona. They were a sub-500 team. They had a team meeting, and they just absolutely took off. They won 14 in a row. They were like 74-30-something and 30-something for the remainder of the series. People say that, or the remainder of the season. People painted as if the Mets choked last year. They didn't choke. They won 101 games. The Braves just caught them. The Braves played in an out-of-this-world clip, and they chased the Mets down. Nothing more, nothing less. Now, you want to talk about the playoffs? That's a different story. But as far as the National League East is concerned, Braves just took the division from them. So maybe the Mets could be that team. June starts. Maybe they get hot. They got Carrasco going tomorrow against Bryce Elder. Then it's Scherzer against Charlie Morton and Verlander against Spencer Strider. That should be a great pitching matchup. Strider has been one of the top two, three pitchers in the National League this year. Uh, His stuff is nasty with the mustache. Um, second year, looks like he's got Cy Young's in his future, just what you want to see with the Atlanta Braves, right? The rich keep getting richer here. But you got your two big horses pitching this series. Hopefully you find a way to take two out of three and get back on uh, the winning track here. Then you go to Pittsburgh to close out the week, and then it's Subway Series time already next week. How about that? It's the City Field Edition next Tuesday and Wednesday, two games between the Mets and the Yankees. And lo and behold, as I, 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 honestly, I never even looked ahead until now. Mets have Scherzer and Verlander lined up to pitch those two games against the Yankees. Of course. Right? Of course. 
But, you know, if you're a real fan, you would care about them actually going out there and beating the Atlanta Braves, not the New York Yankees. The Braves games are way, way more important than anything uh, that they would encounter with the Yanks. But nevertheless, Mets got to get this thing going. You know, they're an average team. They can't sustain any momentum. They win two, they lose two. They win three, they lose three. You know, the pitching staff is being held together really by two guys right now. The bullpen is wearing thin as we get ready to embark on the month of June because you're not getting any length from your starting pitchers, and the offense is just feeble. Nothing more, nothing less. It is a feeble offense right now. you got guys in that lineup that have produced in their careers, guys that have produced even as recently as last season. they got to get it going. You know, it's not a question of we got to go out and get another bat. No, you've got guys in that lineup who have produced, okay? Jeff McNeil is a batting champion. A year removed from it. It's not like he won a batting title in, you know, 1997. He just won a batting title last year. Pete Alonso leads the sport in home runs. You know what? The guy is supposed to be a proven run producer. Francisco Lindor is making $340 million. How about driving in the run, getting a meaningful hit, making some contact every once in a while? The only positive you take from the lineup right now and these guys that have struggled is Starling Marte looks like he might be coming out of this a little bit, right? He's starting to have some good productive at-bats and some good games. This is a guy who was an all-star last year, and believe it or not, you know, Starling Marte was the guy last season when he was hurt that set the Mets lineup back and when they struggled. It was his absence, which really was a detriment to that team. Get him producing again. Maybe that'll have a trickle-down effect a little bit, and it'll be nice to see if these kids can maybe recapture some of that energy they brought when they initially got called up. Yankees, on the other hand, well-deserved day off for them today. They're back home after a successful West Coast swing. Took two out of three in Seattle, two out of three in L.A. against the Dodgers. They'll take on a very, very disappointing Chicago White Sox team coming up starting tomorrow at Yankee Stadium. Chicago's got talent, but they are just so banged up, and, and they can't stay healthy. This has been their M.O. for the last couple of years. Uh, Giolito, they face tomorrow against Clark Schmidt. Giolito's a guy who could be traded by the trade deadline on August 1st because he is a free agent at the end of the year. Chicago, I, I mean, I don't know which direction they're going. They're not contenders. They're not going to win. And Giolito has not exactly wowed the last couple of years. He's got great stuff. You know, this is a guy that can go out there and throw a no-hitter any single time he steps on the mound. He does have good stuff. He was once upon a time a really, really highly regarded pitcher. Giolito could help somebody. Change the scenery, get him out of Chicago. Then Lance Lynn, who Yankee fans know, is pitching um, Wednesday. And then Clevenger, who uh, also has some uh, sneaky good stuff on any given night there. So that's the thing about Chicago. They tease you, but they just can't. They're, they're more inconsistent than the Mets are, for crying out loud. Then you got the Red Sox coming in on the weekend. And remember, Yankee fans, Yankees are on Sunday night baseball for the next two weeks. Actually, it'll be three weeks in a row, counting last night. So last night, this Sunday against Boston at home, and then next Sunday, the 18th, at Fenway Park on Sunday night baseball. So a lot of Yankees, a lot of Yankees on Sunday night that you're going to have to uh, get acclimated to here. But the concern is Aaron Judge, right? We talked about it a lot earlier. Had the test today with the foot. There was some swelling, the toe rather. You hope that it's nothing significant, and you hope that it's just a little bit, uh, you know, a bruise, some soreness, maybe sits out a couple of days, doesn't even require a 10-day IL stint. And if it does, that's not the end of the world. If you could say that, you know, 10 days is going to knock this thing out, hell, you could retro it back to yesterday, believe it or not. With a day off today, that doesn't necessarily hurt you. He wouldn't even miss 10 games. Um, 
Yankees will be fine if it's only a 10-day absence. But if this is a broken toe and we're talking eight weeks, that would be tough to overcome. This AL East is a gauntlet this year. Tampa Bay's good. Baltimore's good. Toronto is very dangerous. You don't want to miss Aaron Judge for two months because it goes without saying how important this guy is to the Yankees day in and day out. He is not only the best player, he is the most valuable player. You subtract him from this team, what are they, a 500 team at best? Seriously, are are they a 500 team at best? Although, maybe it'll be a blessing in disguise. If Judge misses time, maybe this gives Giancarlo Stanton a chance to play center stage and to recapture the form that he had once upon a time in his Miami days when he was a league MVP, right? Maybe that could surface from all of this, but you never know. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Point being, Judge is too important to be out of that lineup for any significant amount of time, so we'll wait and see how long this potentially is going to be. 800-919-3776, that is the telephone number. Let us say hi to Lonnie. He is in Harlem. He is up next on 98.7. Lonnie, good evening, my friend. How are you? Good evening, Dan, Julian, and Julio. First off, Dan, I just want to give you an apology for me interrupting your uh, your seat and sound program the last time with my last call. But um, Yeah, but oh, you, know what? you don't company, have to apologize. You don't have to apologize. I mean, you know, the, the shows go in many different directions. I, I'm up for it. You know, uh, whichever way the wind blows, I know, I know. I'll, I'll go right there with it. I know you. You definitely. I know you one of those type of hosts. But I, you know, I just wanted to apologize for that because you know you like to run a clean program, and I didn't mean to interrupt. But uh, it's, it's but, not uh, yeah, that I like so to run a clean I program. In, I, call, I called in because you earlier you had said something that I kind of found a little hilarious. Yeah. Because you was talking about like the Rangers could possibly make it all the way to the World Series. You know, I would hate that because obviously that's the AL, and I want the Yankees to get there. Right. But. You said that, and I was sitting here thinking, like, that's hilarious because I remember during the whole DeGrom press conferencing when he was saying that yep. a lot of people <laughs> and a lot of hosts were saying, hey, a lot of people was laughing at that idea, like, yeah, right. Are you kidding me? And now that you say that, I, just, I you know, I'm just sitting here, you know, I'll be locked in, Dan. So when I hear stuff like this, I, I revert back to wait, like, wait, I could have sworn a couple months ago before the Lonnie. season everybody was laughing at that idea. And Lonnie. even me, Dan, even me. Yeah, yep. You're right. You're a th- Lonnie, that's a great job by you. And I know you're on top of things, but you're a thousand percent right. You think back to that press conference when he sat there and he must have said a million times, because remember, he didn't want to come clean and say it was about the money, like why you signed for Texas, right? It wasn't about right. the money. It wasn't. He just said, I like the direction this team is going. I want to win a World Series. I'm committed to CY and the message that he's you know, talking about Chris Young, the GM, blah, 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 win a World Series. And we're like, Texas stinks. You know, they were a horrible team last year. You just left a team that won 101 mm-hmm. games. Like, what are you talking about? And guess what? If mm-hmm. right now, guess what it was today, June 5th. On June the 5th, you put a gun to my head and you say, hey, Grasso, who's got a better chance right now of going to a World Series, the Mets or the Texas Rangers? I'm putting my money on the Rangers. I mean, if you look at the records, I think well, the Rangers are 38 and 20. The Mets, I think, were 30 and 30 or something like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you would, that would be your safest bet. But like I said, I just – and even me, when I was listening to that press conference, I was like, is this guy joking? Like, what? This team stinks. And now it's like you look at the standings and you look at how they play. Because even earlier, like I think this season, they put a couple runs up on the Yankees when they played them. I think like one of the highest-scoring games, the Yankees, well, the highest-scoring 
runs given up by the Yankees this so far this year was against the Rangers. So I'm just like, well, maybe people was laughing a little too early. Maybe the drama what he was doing, maybe it wasn't just for the money. But when I when when you said that, I was just sitting here thinking like, well, how would Dan and like other you know posts feel about that? That all Mets fans and you know clearly two of them that I'm talking about. And I, you know, I'm just even even your boy Don. Like, how would he feel about that? Like, if DeBron went out there and they actually won the first year, he, and and what makes it even funnier that I was telling Julian when he picked up. Well, I don't, I don't think I told him this, but I was like saying it in my head. But like, imagine if he doesn't even pitch and he wins. How would you feel about that? Well, that that uh, that wouldn't phase me in the least because it's not like he would have had anything to do with it. Like, if he never steps on the mound the rest of the year, I, I'm not going to be like, well, DeGrom gets a cheap World Series ring because he didn't pitch. You know what I mean? That's almost like luck of the draw more than anything else. But here's all you need to know right so now. He of, of, here's, here's all you need to know about the Texas so Rangers, he, right? Here's, think about this for a second, and this goes back to what we talked about with the offseason. Like, if I would have told you, you would have thought I was crazy. The New York Mets starting rotation – which has two future Hall of Famers in it, and Scherzer and Verlander. You gave Senga $75 million because you thought he was the greatest thing since sliced bread, okay? You got that. Texas Rangers, meantime, DeGrom has missed over – he's missed half the season, and he's going to be out again until July at, at the earliest. They've got Nathan Avaldi, John Gray, and Andrew Heaney, among others. They're tied for the second-best starting pitching ERA in baseball, and the Mets – are at 22. Think about that for a second. Yeah. I, you know, honestly, when they bought in Verlander and they had Scherzer, I was like, well, you know what? That's two good starting pitches right there that the Mets definitely need. And I was just like, well, as long as the bats is going, you know, you got you guys got 101 wins last year. And like you keep saying, I don't – even me, you know, I'm not a Mets fan, but even me – as a Yankees fan can say, like, I don't think the Mets really lost the division last year. It's just that Atlanta did not lose. Like, nope. they never lost. Like, they would just go on, like, 12, 14-game winning streaks. Like, it was like it was a walk in the park. So, it's like, I, I can't say, well, you know, besides the last three games where y'all could have, you know, won a division, and we all know what happened there. But it's just like, I really just called in, because like, like you said, then when you said that, I was just sitting here like, I can't believe he's saying this right now, because I could have sworn we was all laughing at this idea, and now that it's being said, it's just like, wow. Yep. I hope you didn't really speak that into fruition, Dan. I really hope not. But uh, listen, Dan, you always run a great show. I've done what I came to done. It was nice talking to you. Lonnie, you'll be good as always. There's a buddy Lonnie in Harlem. 3 nothing Vegas, by the way. Three minutes into the second period. This one looks over. So. <laughs> Yep, looks like uh, Vegas is going to defend their home ice, and now uh, Tide turns on Florida. They're going to have to go back home and see if they could make this a series. I got a buddy of mine, believe it or not. Funny enough, he's a Vegas Golden Knights fan. He got tickets to Game 5 in Vegas. So he's torn in a way. First of all, he wants there to be a game. Like, All right, number one, he wants Vegas to win, obviously. Number two, he wants there to be a Game 5 so he actually can go to Vegas and, and, and go to the game. But now he's also being like picky and choosy because he wants that to be the night that the Knights could win the Stanley Cup. So he wants the cup in the building. So he knows that at some point Florida's going to have to win one of the next three games. And I was talking to him earlier today and he's like, <laughs> I said, you know, what? you might as well root for Florida to win tonight so you can get the win over with and guarantee yourself a trip out there for game five. But it doesn't look like it's going to happen tonight. So now you're going to have to hope that Florida wins one of the next two so then he could get to go out there for uh, the game next week and to possibly see the chalice in the house. 
800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. But, yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's the beauty of sports in a way. The beauty and the agony of sports is that you could sit there and on paper you think he got it all figured out and you look at, like, the Mets starting rotation, you look at the Texas Rangers rotation and all those other things and, like, which one is way overperforming the other one. It's crazy. All right, we come back. We'll get to more of your calls at 800-919-3776 and also some Knicks. We got some Nixies information as we get ready to embark on a summer of free agency and player movement and that sort of thing. Grasso with you till the top right here on 9870 ESPN. Bing bong, bing bong, bong bing. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Speaking of the baseball, by the way, Marlins win again tonight, you know, as far as the National League East is concerned. Mets are looking up at the Miami Marlins. Like, we're talking about the Braves. Well, guess what? Miami is in between the Braves and the Mets. So they win today. They're five games over 500 at 33 and 28. They've won eight of their last 10 games. And you know what the crazy part about it is? And, again, that's, that, that's baseball, Susan. If I would have told you before the season that Sandy Alcantara, who just happens to be the reigning Cy Young Award winner in the National League from the Marlins, if he would have an ERA over five right now, which is what he does, he's been terrible this year. Would you think in a million years that the Marlins would be five games over 500 and have a better record than the Mets? Well, that's what's happened. One of the reasons is they made a trade in the offseason. Pablo Lopez, who was one of their starting pitchers, they sent him to Minnesota. They brought back Luis Arise. Luis Arise just happened to be the batting champion in the American League last year. He's been even better this year for the Marlins. Miami needed offense. Luis Arise has had three more hits tonight. He's batting 399. 399, it's June. Now, there have been other guys that have batted north of 390 in the month of June in recent years. Like, it's happened. But as you get later into the summer, of course, you start to move further and further away from that magical 400 number. But what an incredible, incredible season they're off to. I, I didn't think the Marlins would be very good at all. 
first-time manager in Skip Schumacher. But they called up the kid, Yuri Perez, from the minor leagues, starting pitcher. He's like, you know, 19 years old, but he's been pretty good for them. Other guys are just, you know, taking the ball every five days, whether it's uh, Edward Cabrera, Jesus Lazardo, guys like that. I don't know if it's sustainable, and more importantly, I don't know if the organization is actually going to go out there and, and, and add by the trade deadline. But that's what I mean about the Mets. Like, you know, you could be kind of just like stuck in neutral right now like they are, but you look at some teams that are ahead of you in the pecking order in the National League, Marlins, Pirates, right? How about this? Milwaukee lost tonight to Cincinnati, so they were trying for a four-game sweep. They have to settle for three out of four. The Pirates are now back in first place in the National League Central by a percentage point over Milwaukee. Pirates, I don't know if that thing is sustainable. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Pittsburgh, Marlins, are they really going to keep this thing up all throughout a long season? I don't know. And that's why if you're the Mets, if you ever got your act together, you can maybe get this thing going a little bit. Chris and Islip is up next here on 98.7. Christopher, how are you? I'm doing well, Dan. How are you? Good, Chris. What's going on? I'm a Braves fan in New York, and um, I couldn't be more excited about the series we got coming up. I think we're in store for some really good pitching matchups, potential at least. And um, I really, um, you know, I listen across the to the station across the day, and rightfully yeah. so, everybody mentions Judge and Otani as being the best players in baseball. And, and you know, that's that's a fair point. But I think Ron Lacuna Jr. Jr. He's deserves, the MVP of the National League. He's the MVP. He of the deserves National League 100% right now. to have his name mentioned. I mean, he's Appointment television, the guy's stealing bases, he's hitting moonshots. Um, they're just such a fun offense to watch. And, again, with these pitching matchups we have in store, I'm just uh, I'm looking forward to sitting down watching these three games we got coming up. And You know what's, uh, you know what's funny about the Braves this year? And, like I said, I, I, I don't know if you heard me earlier. I don't think the Braves have actually caught fire yet this season. Like, I don't think we've seen, like, the, the real Braves like we've expected to see. I don't even think, believe it or not, a guy like Austin Riley is swinging the bat like we're used to seeing Austin yep. Riley swing the bat. Yeah, and, uh, you know, everybody likes to hang on to injuries and being a convenient excuse for performance. But you, like you said earlier, they're doing this without two of their best pitchers. Yep. Max Breed is a Cy Young candidate every year. And still, it just it's, they seem to plug and, and play these guys. Bryce Elder out of nowhere has been very solid this year. Um, the kid they just called up, Smith Sharver, he uh, made his debut the other day, two and a third. Looked solid. Um, and Spencer Strider, again, hopefully a perennial Cy Young candidate himself if these guys could just stay healthy. Um, I'm excited for this year. And, and this division, like you just mentioned the Marlins, this whole division is stacked. And it, it's all about just getting hot at the right time. And any of these teams really can make a run. Can I be honest with you, too? I'll, I'll throw this out there. I was never a big Sean Murphy guy. And, you know, they acquired him from the A's because the A's have been in a fire sale for the last how many months. And he's like, okay, fine. It makes sense, whatever. Um, because I, I actually was a William Contreras fan. I thought William Contreras, like, going yeah. to Milwaukee, I was like, shoot, that helps. I, I, I think William Contreras is a better offensive player than Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy has been the best version of Sean Murphy I've seen in his career since he put on a Braves uniform. And that's what it is. You know, the general manager, is, it's, it's all about luck, right? But, yep. you know, you're picking up these guys, and, and, like, they did it with Darno a couple years ago. He's a silver slugger. Murphy's looking like a silver slugger this year. Olsen, like, the lineup just from top to bottom is stacked. And, and Michael Harris was huge last year, and he's been off to a slow start. And that's the guy hitting in your 8-9 and nine hole. And at any point, you would not be surprised if he just starts to get going as well. And they, they turn over that lineup as, as well as any team in the league. And once you see those one through four hitters, one through five, really, because Ozzy can do it himself. 
Yep. You know, that's a scary team, and, and I have lofty expectations for them. You should. Chris, you should. I mean, they're, they're the team to beat. No, no question about it. And I thank you for the phone call and enjoy the series. It should be fun. Like, that's the thing. And I, I, and I don't want to sound like I'm piling on the Mets right now, but I'm just being realistic. I'm just telling it like it is, people. That's all I'm doing. Right? Sometimes you got to have tough conversations, but it's the truth. Like, we're sitting here grasping for straws all night, trying to find people in the Met lineup that you feel good about and you can count on. And we've just sat here, I was talking to Chris for the last two minutes. I mean, we're, we're going through how many names are we dropping? I take any one of those guys in the Mets right now. Acuna is right now the front runner for the MVP. Austin Riley, how much damage has he done to the Mets over the last couple of years, as well as any other, every other team that, that, that they come across? I bet you with the Mets coming into town, that's going to be the thing that sparks Austin Riley back to the Austin Riley we're used to singing. He'll probably hit three home runs in this series. Ozzie Albies is a pain in the neck. Matt Olson. At first base, he's not quite Freddie Freeman in terms of doing damage to the Mets, but you know what? Olsen has fit in super nice since coming over there last year. Rosario, I just mentioned the game-winning Grand Slam he hits over the weekend in Arizona. Sean Murphy swinging a good bat behind the plate. I, I mean, like the, the Braves from top to bottom, it, it's not even close. It's not even close. How much better on paper they are than the Mets, and you know what? In terms of production, too. 800-919-3776, that's the telephone number. Quick timeout. When we come back, when we come back, first of all, let me tell you that this portion of the show is brought to you by Acura. Precision, crafted performance. For exceptional lease and finance offers, visit Acura.com. Some Knicks news when we return, and also a little bit of football info as far as Aaron Rodgers' old pals in Green Bay. Show, 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Full show tomorrow. No basketball to interrupt us. So 7 to 10, three hours. But it is going to interrupt us on Wednesday for game three. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But they schedule the games. What can we do? So we'll have a 90-minute show on Wednesday and Friday, right, because we got game four on Friday. So Wednesday and Friday are going to be abbreviated shows, 90 minutes up until 8.30. But full show tomorrow, full show on Thursday. So that is how we rock and roll. 4 nothing Vegas. This game is over midway through the second period, and they'll take a 2 nothing lead with them down to Florida in the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, we mentioned it on, I think it was Saturday morning when we were on, when the news came out that Julius Randle had the ankle surgery, so he'll be on the uh, rehab trail this summer. Look, I don't know if you use that as any sort of an excuse 
any sort of, you know, solace for maybe the way he performed or didn't perform in the playoffs. We knew that he was banged up. I mean, he missed the last five games of the regular season, re-aggravated it in the playoffs. You knew that he wasn't 100%, but I don't know if he needed to have a surgical procedure for you to actually validate what he was experiencing. I think we knew he was hurt and he wasn't 100%. So get well soon, get healthy, and hit the ground running come um, September when training camp opens. Will Josh Hart be a part of this team? Now, that's a question. Now, I think it's a no-brainer. I don't know a Nick fan alive that would not sit here and advocate for Josh Hart to be on this team again. You know how valuable he is and how valuable he was since coming over and how he just fits the mold of this team, fits the mold of the city, bringing that energy off the bench. It seems like he is a perfect Nick. He's got an opt-out in his contract, probably going to end up declining that. But you know what? Instead of me doing all the talking – Let's listen to Josh Hart sitting down with my buddy Taylor Rooks from Bleacher Report. I love New York. I love the team. I love the the coaches that have the front office that we have. We've got young guys, draft picks, all the you know all those sort of things. So, you know, obviously that would be an ideal place for me to just you know resign there and do that. Everything's perfect on the court, off the court. You know, with family being close to home, doing all those kind of things. So, you know, fingers crossed that you know yeah, for, you know when, when free agency starts, I'll say a deal will get done. You know, mm-hmm. hopefully in the first day or two, I would love for that to be home. I mean, I would be stunned if he's not a Nick, right? I mean, it doesn't seem like it's even going to be a hard negotiation. I'm sure, I'm sure Josh Hart's agent probably isn't too happy because he's like, you know, you want to make this a little – like the agent probably is telling these guys, like when you hear a player say the things that Josh Hart is saying, it's like, you know, make it seem as if you're not overly infatuated with the one place. We do want to open this thing up to other bidders. There are a lot of other teams in the NBA that might even be willing to give you more money to come play for them which then means the agent takes more money, of course. That's how it works, right? A little give and take. But no, I mean, Josh Hart's going to be here. I, I, I'd be shocked, shocked if he's not. Let's say hi to Danny in New Jersey, up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Danny, how are you? Hey, Dan. What's I'm up, good. Dan? How are you, Dan? Good. Long time no talk, but... Uh, yes, sir. How's your weekend? You know what? I could complain, but nobody would want to hear about it anyway. So that's how the weekend was. <laughs> That's that's an average weekend, but uh, I want to talk about the Yankees. A huge weekend for them. Garrett yes. Cole, like I said, pitched fantastic. Not, he didn't get the 13 strikeouts, but only gave up one run. And I want to give some credit to Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone is one of the most hated managers in baseball by his own fan base, by other fans. He's been fantastic this year. And he, he's one of the three managers all time that has a winning percentage in the regular season over 600. If he wins a championship, He's going to be regarded as one of the best managers in baseball. What do you think about that? He's got to win. Don't you think he's got to win a little bit? I mean, maybe get to a World Series. What do you think about that? I do think that he does. But I also don't think – I think it's more of a Cashman thing than it has been a Boone thing. And I think some of the decisions Boone makes are very strictly based off what Cashman says. Because Michael Kay – oh, by the way, shout out to the company. Mm -hmm. But uh, Michael Kay was saying – that he talked to Cashman, and Cashman said, I'll let my managers manage with my gut, their gut, but if they make a wrong decision, they have to answer to the front office. Well, here's – you know what I say, Dan, about the whole thing, and I thank you for the phone call. Thanks for checking in. The, the, the thing about Aaron Boone and my attitude with him, look, I think he's, I, I, I think he's a good manager, all right? I, I think he gets a bad rap. Whatever blame you want to lay at his feet, I don't think that then the general manager should be without blame either. Because Aaron Boone is only as good as what Brian Cashman gives him to work with, right? And you know that the Yankees, the way they operate, they're so analytically driven that the front office, the stat geeks upstairs, 
with the spreadsheets and the computers and all that stuff, they also have a hand and some input into what the lineup looks like each and every day. They do, right? And so for a Yankee team, which for the last several years has been beseeched with injuries, which the manager has nothing to do with, it's not like he's going out there with a, with a bat and, you know, clubbing them on the knee when they're not looking, right? Think about what he's had to work with. And yet this team still goes out there and wins. They're still in contention. I mean, you can't look at a situation where the Yankees have fallen short in the playoffs over the last ever how many years since Boone has been here and say, oh, they lost that series because of the manager. Boone was outmanaged. That's why they lost. Last year they got swept because the Astros are better. You know? Astros are a world championship team. That's why they got swept. I don't think anything Aaron Boone could have done, waving a magic wand, would have changed the outcome of that series. I don't know if we mentioned this earlier, but there was another story that was making the rounds earlier today with this problem with gambling. And another player in the NFL, they were, I guess the investigators, they had it zeroed in on the Indianapolis Colts. And word started trickling out this afternoon that it was a Colts player that the league had zeroed in on here that was maybe involved in some gambling activity, which is late. And look, this has been a big problem. Remember, the Lions had a handful of players. Right. I mean, this has been going on around the National Football League, which, look, to nobody's surprise, did you really think once these leagues started to get in bed with the legalized gambling and all these different, you know, outlets and whatnot, that you didn't think that players not knowing right from wrong, potentially, and just acting on, you know, whatever they usually do, because, hey, they think they're players and they're bulletproof and they're not going to get in trouble. And, you know, the league, it's, it's a, the league sponsored betting site that they're not going to be able to find out what's going on and, and they act irresponsibly? Well, this ain't the first, it ain't the last. So they zeroed in, apparently, on Isaiah Rogers of the Indianapolis Colts. He's a defensive back. And I guess it's true because Isaiah Rogers just tweeted out a little while ago, addressing the current reports, I want to take full responsibility for my actions. I know I've made mistakes and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to repair the situation. Last thing I ever wanted to do was to be a distraction to the Colts organization, my coaches, and my teammates. I've let people down that I care about. I made an error in judgment and I'm going to work hard to make sure that those mistakes are rectified through this process. It's an honor to play in the NFL and I've never taken that lightly. I'm sorry for all of this. Like I said, this ain't the last time you're going to hear of something like this. It's unfortunate. Um, I'm trying to see the approximately, how about this? Approximately 100 bets were placed on the account over an undisclosed amount of time, including on Colts games. Most of the bets were in the $25 to $50 range, although there was at least one low four-figure bet. Oh, my gosh. You can't make it up. You can't make it up. I don't know how proactive these teams are in terms of counseling the the guys in the locker room about, hey, no gambling, no betting, because now this is something that has to be reinforced even more. You know, it used to be maybe performance-enhancing drugs, uh, code of conduct, personal conduct. Now it's got to be gambling. It's unreal. 800-919-3776, that is the telephone number. Some football and some hockey to close out when we return. Grass until the top right here on 98.7 ESPN. Because Michael K. Oh, by the way, shout out to the company. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Just to rub salt in the wound even further, you're a Met fan. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think it would have mattered that much. It just wasn't a place. Gary Sanchez just hit his third home run since joining the San Diego Padres like a week ago. Two nothing Padres over the Cubbies. And then like one batter later, Matt Carpenter hits a double. So it's like attack of the former Yankees out there with the Padres. Sanchez is uh, hitting 280. He's got an OPS of just under 950 with three home runs since joining the San Diego Padres. Good for him. You know, good for him. A um, couple of things here on the hockey front real quick. Number one, very cool that they announced over the weekend that we're going to have the stadium series games at MetLife Stadium again coming up in the winter. So next February... On the 17th and 18th, that's a Saturday and Sunday. Remember, that's the first weekend after the Super Bowl is over with. MetLife Stadium on Saturday, you got the Flyers and the Devils. That's the 17th. You got the Rangers and the Islanders the next day on Sunday the 18th. Very cool. I have not been to an outdoor hockey game yet, and there have been opportunities. Remember, we had the Winter Classic at um, City Field. We had a couple of outdoor games at Yankee Stadium some years back as well, but I never ventured out. So maybe this will be an opportunity. I don't have to cross any rivers. You know, my home state, I could just drive on over to the old stadium there. And it uh, should be a lot of fun. Definitely have to check one of them out. Uh, but that should be pretty cool for uh, us fans of hockey in the tri-state. As far as who will be the gentleman behind the bench leading the New York Rangers for that game on February the 18th, well, it sounds like it's going to be one of either – two individuals it's going to be either Peter Laviolette who has been the leader of the clubhouse now for at least the last little while and John Hines apparently the former New Jersey Devils coach who we told you over the weekend was getting an interview now John Hines and Chris Drury go back a ways they were teammates in college up in Boston so Drury certainly somebody you know if you're a general manager you'd like to have some familiarity with your head coach, right? If you're going to be having a close working relationship, that's something that you want to benefit from. We'll just see how serious a candidate he is. Rangers and Calgary Flames are the only two teams that still have head coaching vacancies. Anaheim hired uh, Cronin, one of the assistants, uh, Colorado, if I'm not mistaken, today. And uh, it looks as if the Columbus Blue Jackets, believe it or not, are going to settle on Mike Babcock, former Maple Leaf coach, former Red Wing coach, Ducks, the whole nine yards. So, Rangers in Calgary, and it's going to be either Laviolette or John Hines. I would assume it, it, it's going to be Peter Laviolette. I, I, you just had that feeling. Um, 
since the get-go. One of the first names that I threw out there because it's a safe pick. It's a safe pick, right? I mean, this is a guy who's been to three, uh, taken three different teams to the Stanley Cup Finals. I'm just watching this replay, by the way, in, in the, the current Stanley Cup Final game. Matthew Kachuk absolutely just destroyed Jack Eichel. Open ice hit, legal hit. Didn't look like it was head-to-head, but Eichel got the worst of it. Um, and Eichel is off the ice now, went back to the dressing room. I don't think it was elbow to head. No, it was shoulder. It was uh, elbow to shoulder, but Eichel certainly got the worst of it. And look, Kachuk, who's had an unbelievable playoff, trying to do something to spark his team, down 4 nothing in this game. They're en route to being down 2 nothing in the series. I, I don't know if that's going to fire them up at all. It's probably just going to anger Vegas more than anything else. Um, but... That's hockey. That's the playoffs, and the Knights are up 4 nothing here in game number two. But back to the Rangers for a second, though. I know LaViolette has not had a lot of success since leaving Nashville. You know, didn't exactly set the world on fire there with Washington. I get it. A veteran group. But you never know, you know, sometimes just being in a, a, a you know, change of scenery, whatever you want to call it, different group to work with. But, you know, I mentioned this before with the Rangers. I, I, I don't know what they're looking for necessarily. Right, because David Quinn was thought to be somebody who demanded too much from these players when he was here, and that's why he was shown the door. Then you had Gerard Gallant coming off of two very successful seasons. Let's be real. 100-plus point campaigns. You go to the conference finals in year number one. All right, you lose in round one in, in year number two, but Gerard Gallant had two really successful seasons, but players didn't think he was tough enough on them, and that's why they had to make the coaching change to whoever it's going to be. And ironically enough, John Hines is the guy who replaced Peter LaViolette in Nashville after Hines got fired from New Jersey. But, you know, here's the thing, and, and I got nothing against John Hines, but John Hines is a guy who in his head coaching career, he's never been past the first round. Made it once with Jersey, twice with Nashville. He's never been past the first round. So my point is if you're going to settle on John Hines – how do you sell that to your fans after getting rid of Gerard Gallant, a guy who, had, by all accounts, had two successful seasons here, right? Going to be one team that wins the Cup. You got to the conference finals year one, all right, disappointing end to year number two, but you can't say they didn't do a good job here. It won't be Patrick Waugh. Remember, his name was kind of floating around a little bit. Patrick Waugh just won the Memorial Cup with the um, Junior Hockey League there over the weekend, which is the you know championship for the juniors. But he, uh, according to reports, won't be given an interview, as a matter of fact, for the New York Rangers. There was maybe some thought, believe it or not, you want to go back in the time machine, Patrick Juan, Chris Drury, teammates with the Colorado Avalanche, winning the Stanley Cup back in 2001. So there's some familiarity there as well. All right, that's going to do it for us. That was a fun show. That was probably the most fun show that we did today, as a matter of fact. Hopefully we can duplicate that tomorrow, if not exceed it. I want to thank Julian. I want to thank Joe for producing the program tonight. They didn't have to. You know, they did that on their own volition. They didn't have to do that today, but they did, and we appreciate it. I want to thank everybody that called, everybody that listened, everybody that tweeted. Coming up next, my friends, Gordon and Larry, they'll take you the rest of the night. I'll talk to you tomorrow at 7, right after TMKS. Dan Gross is saying so long, everybody, on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.